Welcome to Dream, Declare, Deliver with Chris Carell and Candace Sogren. Join us each week as we explore how to live a life by design and turn inspiration into realization. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dream, Declare, Deliver. I'm Chris Garrell, and I'm here with Candace Sogren, my co-author for Typhoon Honey, The Only Way Out is Through, which is a great book um, to, by the way, yesterday was... We're a little was, partial. We're a little, <laughs> little, little partial, but, um, you know, it's, it's a great book to give to other people. Um, it's all about dreaming, declaring, delivering, and having a life by design. And that's what we're talking about in um, in this podcast. And so today, we're t- taking kind of a sidestep and, and looking into one of the things that stops us uh, or gets in the way of a full dream, declare, deliver. Um, and that's um, yourself <laughs> and, 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 you know, loving yourself. And, and, you know, we both believe that that, you know, dreaming and declaring are acts of self-love. And there's a universal principle that says that you can only love others as much as you love yourself. You can only have compassion for others as much as you have compassion for yourself. So we want to start there and and just look at, um, you know, what are you feeling? Where are there places, you know, are there places in your life where recently you've just really felt under it, you know, under the thumb of the universe and, and, and ask yourself, why is this happening to me? Why, you know, why, why me? Um, and, and what do we, you know, what do we say that that comes from when we do that? Why me thing? Well, it's interesting, Chris, that you say this, because I remember, you know, uh, my mom, when I was young, when I was a teenager, and I would always say, like, why do I always end up dating jerks? Uh, and she was like, because you're a jerk. <laughs> and and, and my, mom, my mom loves me. But like, the reason she was saying that is like, the re- you're going to keep attracting the type of people mm-hmm. that you that you are creating in your own life. So so like so so we're all perfect reflections of one another. And so if you look around at you know the, this is this is something I've read in so many self help books. But if you look around at the five people you're closest to, mm-hmm. do you admire them or do you not admire them? And if you don't admire them, then that's actually a reflection of how you feel about yourself. Right. And if you do admire them, then that's a reflection of how you feel about yourself. And so, so, um, you know, love and success is a, is a, it's an inside job. Um, oh, it, absolutely. It starts, it starts with how, how we're viewing ourselves. And you said something, Chris, too, just a moment ago, you said, you know, our ability to love or have compassion towards others is dependent on our ability to love or have compassion towards ourselves. I would actually say that our ability to receive love uh, from others is also dependent on our, our ability to love ourselves. Yeah, it's a two-way street. You know, um, we will, you know, if we don't love ourselves, you know, we'll cut the other person down, even our lover, our partner, uh, we'll cut them down to the level that we're able to, to receive, you know, and, and if I don't love me and if I don't have deep respect and, and, um, and compassion for my humanness, you know, I'm not perfect. I screw up. I, you know, I give a good try, but sometimes it doesn't go my way. And sometimes I just really, you know, I get angry at that part of me that wasn't successful, that wasn't, you know, the champion or whatever. And, yeah. um, and, and, and that will then make it so that Sarah can't love me to the level that she loves me. You know, I'll stop her because like, uh, or, you know, she does it to me too. Is, is like, you know, no, I, I don't need that. I don't, I can't do that right now because I don't, you know, I don't see that in me. 
you know, yeah. and, you know, we're in a place where we can talk about it. Um, she and I, and you and Andrew, and, and you know, we, we practice these tools in our, in our lives. Um, but you know, for, for many, many, many people, we first have to come to the realization of what's happening there. Yeah. Um, and you might not know. <laughs> so, so, uh, what, what, what Andrew and I have learned is that he often doesn't know, or I often don't know when I'm like in self-loathing. So, um, or, or when I'm beating myself up. But the best way to find out if you're beating yourself up is to look around at your interactions with other people. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, I, I was telling you, Chris, before, before the, the show today that I just planned a vacation. I planned a vacation for my family. Mm-hmm. And I looked around at like the cheapest flights I could find. And it just so happened that the cheapest flights last week were in Aruba. So cool. We going to Aruba for vacation um, for spring break for my son. And it's the first vacation, true vacation that we've taken as a family in a long time and, uh, and uh, together (laughs) in a a long time. And, uh, and I planned this, I bought the plane tickets and I told my husband and Andrew was just like, well, okay. And I was just like, what kind of answer is that? And I got really frustrated. And I said, wait, can we start this conversation over again? Like I, I just did this thing and I, it was very exciting. He was like, well, you didn't ever ask me what I wanted. And we got into an argument about it. And I said, I, I ask you all the time what you want. What I found out a week later, because he didn't know at the time, but what I found out a week later was that he was down on himself because of how he's feeling financially right now. He's starting a, a really big new job in a couple of weeks, but for right now, like he, he's in a, a different position financially and he didn't feel like he could contribute mm-hmm. to this trip. And because of that, he was snarky about the whole thing. And so it was his inability to like receive like, oh, I'm, I'm not worthy of receiving this vacation. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm going to basically sabotage it. And I think that that happens a lot. But have yeah. you seen that, Chris? Oh yeah. I think, you know, a lot of times, uh, you know, I, I, in the work that I do with people um, is, it, you know, there's, there's, uh, a chance to receive something or do something. Um, and, and they poo poo it, you know, they go like, nah, you know, I don't need that. Don't do that to me or, or whatever. Um, or they, or they downright get, you know, snarky or angry, um, and, and, and push it away. Um, and when you dig past that, when you start, you know, asking the questions of like, so where have you felt like that before? And, and tell me about that time. And, you know, the person starts revealing, well, you know, actually that came from, you know, I just was in a really bad place. And so then we can inspect what's going on now and do the same thing. And, and, you know, invariably it comes down to that, that principle of I can't receive it. You know, we're talking about it like a corporate award and award and, and the person just stiff arms it and pushes it away. Um, and, you know, in, in a kind of a false humility, you know, like, ah, no, you know, I don't deserve, don't, don't do that to me, you know, and it's really because they're feeling down on themselves, um, because they didn't make a number last month or because, you know, they're, they, you know, had asked the boss three times in a row for the, for the raise and he hadn't come through or she hadn't come through. And, you know, so now they're coming through and you go like, oh yeah, well, fine. Yeah. And, and when we, find ourselves doing those things, that's a really good red flag to stop and, and say, wait, what's going on here? You know, do I, I deserve 
not like in an entitlement, but as a human being, my, my birthright is to be loved and to, to be embraced and to, you know, to enjoy life, uh, to its fullest. That's, that's a birthright. Yeah. You know, that's, it comes with being born, you know, and when we're not feeling worthy of that, um, when I'm not feeling worthy of that, I know that I, um, I just brush it off, you know, and, and, um, and what a, what an insult that is to the other person. <laughs> and not even brush it off. Like, like, like I will go the opposite direction. I will become a whiny baby mm. or I will, or, or, or I'll become mean. Um, yeah. and it's all because I'm mad at myself, you know, like I, I, I was, this just happened this morning. So, so you just triggered something for me. So, um, so I'm, I'm hiring someone at work and, and, uh, my boss and I had a conversation, the CEO of my company and I had the conversation yesterday and he, he thinks I should be hiring a different role than what I'm hiring for. And so we agreed that we would hire for the role he wants me to hire for, for four weeks. And if that's not successful, then we'll hire for the role I want. And so he sent a message to HR saying, we're doing this, but he basically said, we're not hiring for the role. Candace is and I was like, ah, I'm actually not aligned with that. Like, I'm okay with waiting four weeks, and but we, I yeah. still want to keep it. Anyway, mm-hmm. so I got really frustrated this morning. I, I I woke up, was brushing my teeth, and looked down at this message from my CEO. And I was like, he just completely undermined me. Mm-hmm. And I, I was feeling really sorry for myself. And I was like, I'm going to quit this job. And, you know, like I had this this whole, uh, like, you know, negative headspace. I talk about the, da- the dangerous neighborhood in our head. Right. And as you're talking... I'm like, well, if I truly was practicing self-love, then I'd say, okay, well, you know, like I deserve to be fully heard. And so does he. Clearly in the conversation yesterday, he thought that I agreed that this thing was happening. He sent the message to HR and then I undermined him by saying I'm not aligned with this in front of HR. So I'm actually the one who created this devolution in this Mm -hmm. conversation, Mm -hmm. not him. Um, and so it takes an act of like, wait a minute, if I, if I love myself to recognize, like, I don't want to be undermined, then I can also recognize when I've just done that to somebody else. So I undermine my boss. Yeah. And, and I want to just for a second, look the other direction of when I love myself, when I'm compassionate with myself, when I give myself full birth to be human and enjoy the, you know, the funny parts of screwing up and and things like that. Um, all kinds of things are attracted to that, you know, so, uh, you know, we often talk about the law of attraction and and how what you put out is what you will get back. You know, the same with your your circle of five friends or, or something like that. But when we have that self love, um, when we start from that place, there it allows it, it it lets in all the love of the universe, all the love of other people, and it gives us then the space to be compassionate with them, like you were with your your, your boss. You know, like yeah, he deserves to be hard too. Um, and when that opens up a whole different level of discussion. So let's go back to, to, um, declaring because, you know, we're worth declaring. You know, if I start from a place of I'm just a squirt, I'm just a worm, I'm, you know, not worthy, uh, blah, blah, blah. What's the, you know, what's going to be our declaration? You know, just enough to get by. 
Well, uh, so I, I last night, yesterday was Valentine's Day, and um, and uh, Andrew and I decided we were going to watch a rom com in the backyard. Now it was thirty five degrees outside, and I could see my breath the entire time. And I was like, "This is amazing that I sat out here for two hours." But anyway, fast <laughs> forward, uh, we were watching um, Your Place or Mine, which is one of Ashton Cooker Kutcher's recent uh, rom coms, mm-hmm. and uh, and he, he says, you know, in the very beginning to to the woman, you know, I you know don't call me or I can't call you because I'm an unknowable piece of dot 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 um and and uh and then the entire movie is about him essentially collecting evidence that he's an unknowable piece of crap um and so the first thing is changing so so we call it flipping the script mm-hmm. um and and so it, it starts know your words know your world change your words change your world um if you notice yourself in a consistent pattern of communication about yourself like i'm not good enough i'm not smart enough i'm not whatever enough. The first thing is just to practice daily mm-hmm. saying the opposite. I am. Um, yes, I am enough. Um, and, and that, that it sounds silly. Um, but when you get into the practice of it, you begin to believe it. That's how you got into the practice of the negative mm-hmm. self-talk in the first place. Right. Exactly. And you begin to collect evidence to support it. Right. And, and, you know, we talked before about doing gratitude lists in the morning and in the evening, you know, just being grateful for what you do have. Um, but uh, that's often, we often think of, of gratitude lists as stuff or conditions outside around of outside of us. Um, you know, doing a gratitude list on yourself, you know, I'm so grateful that I have the ability to write words and 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 be expressive you know i'm so grateful that i'm you know i'm tall or this you know like um you know write a gratitude list about ourselves and and still you know there's some part of the ego that wants to go read the hand you know and and so we have a couple of exercises that we often use that um that help you get past that you know stiff arm um you know push back and and get to the place of being you know grateful about who you are and what you are and that you are worthy and so the first one doesn't require you to do anything except for look in the mirror so um so chris and i do this a lot uh, i did i actually put this in one of my trainings but um look in the mirror you could you could pull up a zoom we're on zoom right now pull up mm-hmm. a zoom and look yourself in the, wherever you can see yourself and spend at least five minutes staring at yourself, like clock yourself, because it, it, it is often uncomfortable the first time you do this. Um, and Chris, what is the first things typically that people see? Oh, they see, um, I don't like the bags under my eyes or, you know, they'll, the, the first thing they'll see is everything that's wrong. Um, and, and so, you know, I'll, I'll try to avert my eyes and, and look at my chin or, my, you know, like I'm old. So I have this little, you know, thing. Exactly. That's a, I'm, I'm an example. Um, yeah. so that's and, what we do. And, and, um, and you'll often notice it too, if you try to adjust. So if you're, if you're looking in the mirror and you're like touching your hair or touching your chin, Mm -hmm. that's something like that is an adjustment that you're making because it's something that you're unhappy with. So Mm -hmm. the first thing to do in this five minutes is to notice it and then to give yourself an opportunity to fall in love with that face or that body. We'll talk about the body in a minute, but that face Mm -hmm. Just start there. Um, what do you love about your face? What does that face represent? How many lifetimes has that face lived? Mm-hmm. Those those wrinkles, what do they represent? How has what is the life that those wrinkles have lived? What's the story they could tell? Yeah. 
Like what what do you what do you love about about your your chin or that your neck? Because what does that represent the life mm-hmm. you've lived? Mm-hmm. Um, and so so allowing yourself to just go into a oh wow, you know, I I have I have this freckle on my forehead. <laughs> this is a constellation for me, you know, and, and <laughs> it's my north star. This bugged me so much for the longest time, but now mm. I'm like, yeah, it's my north star, and <laughs> and it, you know, and and it's and it's something that that reminds me yeah. um, what's important. So, what about you, Chris? Anything that shifted well, for you? So, once I do that, then the second level of that is to you know all those things that, <laughs> pardon me, all those things that I was going to critique before, I I get to love them, you know, and love them up a little bit. Excuse me. <laughs> I have something caught in my throat. Um, and what, you know, I, what, I, what I'd say too is, is it's one thing to do this with your face. And so, so, uh, so we, we start there, but if you really want to get, if you really want to get wild, yeah, we um, call it the varsity level, <laughs> the varsity level is to stand naked in front of the mirror and do, and do this, this assessment of your whole body and it, like with love. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and identify the, the, the wrinkles, the rolls, the, you know, all of it, find the muffin top, find you know, you love yeah. about that yeah. and what that, what that means right. and, and, and what you're grateful for about mm-hmm. that piece of your body. You know, Sarah always talks to me about, you know, dyeing my hair. She said, you look so much younger if you dyed your hair. I said, but I, I earned every one of these white hairs, you know, they're, they're messages to me that I I've aged and I have wisdom and, and things like that. And so I, I get to, you know, be in love with my gray hair and, and the same thing's true with my, you know, when we do the whole body exercise to look at the parts that, you know, that I used to be embarrassed about or that, you know, maybe I still am embarrassed about and, and actually point to them for yourself point to your butt or point to your, you know, chest size or, you know, whatever, if you feel like you don't have the thing that you, you know, fantasize about. And, <laughs> and, and, you know, first chuckle, you know, and say, I got oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> chuckle about it, you know, and then embrace it. And, you know, say like, that's mine. You know, I do have a butt. I do have this. I do have gray hair and that's okay. You know, it's just perfect. It's absolutely and, perfect. And in fact, like I, I even go a step further and to say like why you love it. So like, so as a woman, I'm self-conscious usually about my stomach. And, um, but then I, if I look in the mirror and I say, you've delivered two children, mm-hmm. you know, and like, this is not just a stomach, like this is, this has brought life into the world. Mm-hmm. Um, then that's like sweet. now, now it's something that I want to share with other people. I want other people to see my belly. <laughs> so, so now let's talk about like, so this is, this is a self work, a self practice. Right. Um, the one thing I would invite you to do next uh, as an exercise is, is to invite someone else in. And if this can be anyone, this can be a neighbor, a friend, uh, a partner. And um, this is something that, that we do often too. And this is eye gazing and eye actually gazing. sitting down. Mm-hmm. Sitting down face to face with another person, and ha- let's say now for ten minutes, for ten minutes, eye gazing with another person. And Chris, why is eye gazing an act of of declaring self love? Well, the, the 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 philosophers say that the eyes are the window to the soul. You know that you're actually letting somebody in to your soul, into the the, the depths of who you are by making that eye contact and. And loving contact. And I, I do a lot of men's work and, um, 
you know, one of the exercises we do is, you know, is the eye gazing line where, you know, we have uh, a, a drum beat and, and every heartbeat, boom, boom, you move to another person and you spend 30 seconds to a minute and, and men just, you know, like they'll look anywhere else, you know, um, or, or they'll get nervous chuckles and things like that because it's so uncomfortable letting somebody else look into your eyes and so uncomfortable looking deeply into another person's eyes. And and then we change the rule. We say, you know, you get to express love to that man by looking directly in the eyes. So how would you express, I love you? You know, you're worthy. I care about you. You know, and when you start doing it for another person, and allowing that other person to do it back to you because there's some place in there that becomes reciprocal, you know, where, you know, whatever is inside of my, you know, box up here suddenly realizes that it does take two to do that, you know, and I can only let, I, he, that other person can only let me in as much as I let, let them in. It's a really deeply powerful exercise. Eye gazing is just, you know, phew, um, I, I, I've literally seen grown men cry, um, doing this exercise and, and it, it's so revealing, um, mm-hmm. and, and opening of, of the heart. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a great exercise to do. Um, and, you know, and, and, especially and like, with your partner, of course, and you're not able, I have not been in moments of my life have not been able to do eye gazing because I'm not in a place where I feel like I'm like I'm hiding something or I'm, you know, or I'm not living my truth, whatever that means, Um, you know, and eye gazing is really hard. And so, so that's why we think that this is an exercise of of declaring self-love is saying, I am worthy of someone Mm -hmm. deep into my soul um, and, and seeing love. Um, And that takes me, you know, Chris mentioned the gratitudes um, and, and uh, writing a gratitude list is one thing of, of what makes you grateful, uh, you know, for yourself. But I, Andrew and I start our day every day with what are we grateful for? And it's in each other. And, um, and like being able to share what you're grateful for, particularly when you're in an argument, mm-hmm. like this is Andrew and I often will be in an argument and I'll be like, I'm grateful for <laughs> my team. But the reason, the reason we do it is, is to remind ourselves that like, this too shall pass, whatever this is that we're in right mm-hmm. now. And if I can give gratitude to you, it means that I'm able to receive it. Yeah. Um, so we so- were going through, uh, you know, some rough stuff as a, as a community of friends, um, you know, for the last bit of time now, <laughs> it seems a while. Um, and, and I called up our, our mutual friend, Peter, uh, to, to start working on something. And, you know, he's, I'm, I'm a, a get it done kind of person. So I immediately want to start the conversation. And Peter says, no, no, no. What do you want to be acknowledged for before we start? You know, <laughs> you know exactly where I'm going, but that's who Peter is. It's like, and he, he's, he didn't ask, he didn't say first he acknowledged me. He said, what do you want to be acknowledged for? And it just stopped me in my tracks and, and so I got a chance to ask for what I'm worthy of. He delivered that. And then I returned to the favor and says, so what do you want to be acknowledged for? Um, and it just, it just put both of us in a place of compassion where we needed to be instead of a place of, you know, put my head down and bulldoze through. 
Um, so, and- <laughs> I, I, I have to say, so Peter got that from my husband. <laughs> Um, and, and indirectly. So Andrew d- does that to me often. And then when uh, Peter was a student of ours and now he's a friend mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and when Peter was a student, I told the story about how, when I'm like really angry, my husband will say, what would you like to be acknowledged for? Cause he knows I want to be acknowledged for something. Mm-hmm. And then I'll say, well, this is what I want to be acknowledged for. And I'm pouty. And then my husband acknowledges me. And then I cry because I finally have received what I was actually wanting. And it feels so fabulous. So Peter heard that story. And now he, for the last Three years, every conversation he's had, he asks what people want to be acknowledged mm-hmm. for. So yeah, Peter has taken it to a whole nother level, and I acknowledge him for that. Yeah, absolutely. But th- that's that—that's the power of it. Is you know, when we're w- wanting in want, um, like as in we don't have what we want. Um, and I, I, you know, by the way, you know, just a side a side paragraph is you know, I often play with words. And if you look want up in the dictionary, the first definition is something that you desire. The second definition is to lack, you know, for want of something. And um, and so when we say I want this, it's often we're manifesting the lacking of it anyway. So, mm-hmm. you know, by asking what would you like to be um, acknowledged for, you get to say that and get that out of the way so that you're actually filling that bucket up a little bit and, and getting the kind of, of uh, love that you deserve, that, that you really wanted anyway. But I, I invite you, if you're listening today, to actually ask yourself that question. Mm-hmm. Like, what would you like to be acknowledged for? Because oftentimes when we're really frustrated, um, whether it's with my boss or or with my three-year-old this morning when he wouldn't put his underwear on or whatever it is, you know, it's 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 what 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 do I want to be acknowledged for in this moment? And then ask for it. So one of the things mm-hmm. I think that we do that is so unhealthy is that we expect other people to be mind readers. We expect other people Absolutely. to give us everything that our heart desires without actually telling them what that is. Mm-hmm. And so thank goodness for Peter inviting us to ask for what we want, because that's really what we should be doing in the first place. If you're, if you're, if you're feeling like, oh, wow, well, I'm, I really need to be acknowledged for my generosity on, the, on planning this vacation then mm-hmm. go in and ask for it. Andrew, I'd like to be acknowledged for plan- for my generosity and planning this vacation and, mm-hmm. and invites a different conversation. Right, right. And so the fi- the final um, thing that, that Chris and I wanted to talk about was just uh, the letter of self-compassion, the letter of forgiveness, the letter mm-hmm. of love to yourself. And um, and and why is why, why do people why would you do that? Well, you know, I think, uh, again, if it goes back to that, that principle that, you know, until we have compassion for ourselves, we a um, aren't going to receive what what's, you know, out there for us that is abundantly around us all the time. But B, we're not able to do that for other people. Um, so this is a practice that that, you know, has two sides to it, you know, when you when you do it. Um, the practice of self-compassion and writing a letter of self-compassion allows us to be gentle with ourselves. Um, and, and in doing that, then we get to be gentle with other people. Allows us to be compassionate with ourselves, and then we get to be compassionate for other people. And compassion doesn't mean that we excuse you know, violations of, of, uh, of their word or my word or things like that. It means that we understand that, you know, we all do this. We're all in this human boat together. So you start a letter of compassion by finding something 
fairly fairly recent you know it works best if you do a you know a recent thing that you know that y- you got annoyed at or that you you failed to do or that you know and this is an exercise in truth telling you know um some event that happened you write it out as as you know this is what happened and this is what i you know like i i'm i'm annoyed that i didn't follow through on what i said i was going to do i often do that for myself i i'll keep my word for other people but i often don't keep my word for myself and when i do that it just nicks away at my self esteem and my self love um so i'll write out that whole thing part 1 part 2 then is to assume the role of your dearest friend who is so compassionate for you you know and write a letter to yourself from that friend as if that friend is saying you know like that must have been really tough to deal with and and i'm so sad that you had to go through that um but i'm okay i'm i'm sitting here with you i'm not going to go away i still love you anyway and you know and go through the whole the whole description of that event with tenderness as if you would take care of your other person uh as as if you would take care of your best friend or your your lover or your your husband wife whatever you know your your life partner um how would you treat them you get to be treated that way too um my wife always i just another side my wife always talks about how uh the one thing that she was wrote most remarkable or, or um taken by that i did when we were raising our son um was you know one day he just got into this whole self-loathing beat up preteen kind of thing and and i i slammed my hands on the table and he said don't you talk about my son like that and it it just it it just messed his mind up and he's you know because you know you don't want to talk about like the other person you know like that you wouldn't talk that way about yourself you know so that self compassion um you know acceptance is is the way you would talk to a dear friend and and really care for them as though as, as they were going through this rough event and and I, I just I was telling Chris that this is actually how I met Andrew. Um, and so Andrew and I were in a workshop, and we were asked to write a letter of self compassion. And um, and we're writing this letter, and everyone's crying, you know, as they're writing their letters to themselves, and they're having this moment with themselves. And then we were invited to turn to the person sitting next to us and read the letter to them as if they were that if they, as if they were us, and we were reading this to to, our, to them, and uh, and. Andrew and I read our letters to each other and that's how we met. And so I, I'd invite you um, to take these exercises seriously mm-hmm. because it wasn't until I actually forgave myself for some really important things mm-hmm. and then shared that and bared my soul in that way to a total stranger that I was able to meet my soulmate. Um, and, and so this is, this is pretty big stuff. This is deep stuff, everyone. So that's your assignment, um, is to write that letter of self-compassion, um, to practice gratitude for all of the foibles, as well as all the good stuff about you, not the resume stuff. I I call it the shadow resume, you know, all the, (laughs) all the stuff that you would like to hide from light. Um, write a gratitude list about that, write that letter of self-compassion and, you know, know that in order to dream, declare and deliver, you get to be worthy of all those dreams. 
So um, until next time, uh, we commend you to your practices. Uh, Keep on doing it. Um, Practice self-love and we'll see you on the next episode. Take care. Thank you.